No, the Washington Commanders are not likely to pursue soon-to-be free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, but that doesn't mean where he goes isn't going to impact the team. I'll tell you all about it coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into your Monday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or view today and every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and you can continue the conversation over on subtext at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders, where you can go one-on-one with me because I'm your host, David Harrison, dharrison82 on Twitter credential member of the media and Washington Commanders beat reporter for Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, I appreciate your continued support for the show. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to discuss pending free agent DeAndre Hopkins' situation and how it could and will likely impact the Washington Commanders. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And you may have heard, but star receiver DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a free agent after his release was reported on Friday. According to reports, it is a post-June 1st release, meaning that DeAndre Hopkins cannot sign with the team until June 2nd, and his money will continue to count against the Arizona Cardinals books. Until such a time, we had a little bit of a discussion of what post-June 1st uh, releases mean as far as money management and salary cap implications when Chase Roulier was released by the Washington Commanders. Everydayers, I'm sure you remember that episode. If you're not an everydayer, first of all, welcome to the show. Hopefully, you become an everydayer, but you can go back and just find that episode uh, about Chase Roulier's release, and we kind of discussed it uh, in that episode. Now, while we don't believe, or at least not at this time, we don't believe that DeAndre Hopkins will land in Washington, I mean... Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, very, very solid starting three uh, trio for for the Washington Commanders here. Where he does end up, even though it's not going to be Washington, will still have or could still have a major impact on what happens to the Commanders this season. Now, before we get specifically into where I think Hopkins is going to land and where it's best for the Commanders for him to land and where it's worse, let's get you caught up on everything just in case you're hearing about this for the very first time. For months now, really the entire offseason, there's been a lot of speculation about the Arizona Cardinals potentially trading star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Real speculation, not the Chase Young level of speculation that we've been dealing with all offseason. Well, after failing, and they have been trying, but after failing to find a legitimate trade partner, the Arizona Cardinals decided on Friday to release him. Again, it's going to be a post-June 1st release. So again, uh, June 2nd is the earliest that DeAndre Hopkins can really feasibly sign with the team. And uh, I, I do expect this to be done fairly quick. I don't know if it'll happen on June 2nd, but I do expect this to be done uh, fairly quick. Now, again, the Washington Commanders, not a team that anybody has on their radar for going after him, but he's going to land somewhere. Like this isn't your old veteran getting released and he's just going to sit uh, on the sidelines for a season. No, he's going to end up somewhere. And that somewhere could certainly have an impact on Washington, specifically if he lands with a team on the commander's schedule, right? If you have to play him, then obviously that's going to have an impact. So there are seven teams that Nick Shook of NFL.com projected to be in the running for DeAndre Hopkins. Those seven teams are the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Detroit Lions, Baltimore Ravens, Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, before we dive into the worst, best, and most likely teams 
for Hopkins to go to. Let's first answer the question about whether or not Hopkins is even really a legitimate threat anymore anyway. Between injuries and suspensions at the start of last season, Hopkins has played 19 of the last 34 possible games that he could have appeared in. So that's 19 of the last two seasons worth of regular season games. Before that, from 2013 to 2020, Hopkins played 15 or more games every single season, and he only fell short of 16 games twice. So very healthy player, all things regarding it. And again, part of the 19 of the 34 that he played uh, were due to uh, suspension uh, to his suspension as well as injury. Now, Hopkins is a five-time pro, pro bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro member, uh, but all of his All-Pro selections came when he was still playing with the Houston Texans, which is the team that brought him into the NFL, and he only has one trip to the Pro Bowl since joining the Arizona Cardinals. That came three seasons ago. It was his first year in Arizona. In the last two years where he missed all those games, Hopkins has put together seasons of 42 catches, 572 yards, and eight touchdowns in 10 games in 2021. Then he had 64 catches, 717 yards, and three touchdowns in nine games in 2022. Now, if you take all those numbers and turn it into a 17-game average, then those numbers basically work out to 94 catches, 1,153 yards, and nine touchdowns. Those numbers in 2021 would have made him the 11th ranked receiver in receptions, 11th in yards, and tied for ninth in touchdowns in 2021. In 2022, it would have made him 10th in receptions, 12th in yards, tied for fourth in touchdowns. So, yeah, you can say that DeAndre Hopkins is still pretty stinking good, right? Especially when you frame that production pace in the setting that he's been dealing with with the Arizona Cardinals, where they've got franchise leaders that are getting suspended and then stepping down. Quarterbacks Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, David Blau, and Trace McSorley have all started games over the last two years. And while Kyler Murray is certainly the guy who started the most games, uh, the drama surrounding his actual dedication to learning, preparing for games, and leading his team has been very well publicized. So hitting top 12 numbers in reception pace and, and yard pace and touchdown pace in the National Football League, given the environment he's been operating out of, uh, is still pretty, pretty impressive. Now, NFL.com established the seven teams likely to be in the running, and we've now established the fact that, yes, DeAndre Hopkins is still a very good receiver in today's NFL. So I want to start this conversation with the worst possible location for the Washington Commanders. Where would the worst place for DeAndre Hopkins to go as it relates to the Washington Commanders? And that's the easiest of, of questions, right? Which team out of those top seven? Again, you go back to those seven, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Lions, the Ravens, the Panthers, the Texans, the Cowboys. Bear in mind, the Commanders are already kind of winning in this deal right now because they open the season against the Arizona Cardinals and most likely quarterback Colt McCoy. I mean, anything could happen. It could be anybody except for Kyler Murray. But basically, Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals come into FedEx to start the season, and now they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. So the commanders are already kind of winners in this whole deal. Unless he goes to a team where he'll play the commanders even more than the one time they were supposed to see him, and that, of course, would be the worst-case scenario. That, of course, is the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm going to tell you why, even though that location makes a lot of sense, even though... It would certainly be bad for the commanders to add DeAndre Hopkins to C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you why. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. The Boston Celtics are now one game away from doing what no other team in NBA history has ever done, and that's coming back from 3-0 down in a playoff series to win 
that series, according to Saturday night's broadcast during their last second game six win. The Boston Celtics are now the first team to ever tie a series after being down 3-0, and they're going to get Game 7 on their home court. That's the first time, apparently, that's ever happened in NBA history. Well, the Celtics are 7.5-point favorites right now to play and and win at home in Game 7, and they're minus 320 favorites to win that game on the money line. I do have the Boston Celtics winning the Eastern Conference Finals because, guys, we've seen Boston do this before. The Boston Red Sox in 04 were the first baseball team in history to be down three, nothing in the AL championship uh, playoff round. And they came back from down three, nothing. They won that series. And then they went on to sweep the St. Louis Cardinals in the world series. So we've seen Boston do this before. I have a feeling we're about to see Boston do it again and make a little bit of history. No matter what you're betting on, there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks again for being a locked on command is your first listen today and every day. Every day is we've got our mailbag episode for the week dropping Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube a little bit earlier on audio. So if you've got questions you want to submit for that, drop them now in the comment section. Hit me up on Twitter at dharrison82 or go direct with me via joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. We left the last segment talking about how DeAndre Hopkins joining the Dallas Cowboys would be the worst possible outcome for the commanders of the rumored potential landing spots for the free agent uh, to be who technically again can't sign until June 2nd. The the Washington commanders face the Arizona Cardinals to start the season at home in FedEx field. DeAndre Hopkins was supposed to be a part of that roster. So you're already going to face him once. The only thing worse than potentially facing him once is facing him twice. And that's what would happen with the Dallas Cowboys. But before I tell you why that won't happen, why DeAndre Hopkins won't go to the Dallas Cowboys, let's see what Nick Shook wrote in that column for NFL.com. Shook wrote, quote, Jerry Jones is going to kick the tires on any notable skill player, position player available. It's just a fact. And after the Cowboys considered multiple positions or multiple options, rather to improve at receiver last year, we should expect the call to be placed to at least gauge interest and availability. Dallas has $10.6 million in cap space and could find a place for Hopkins even after adding Brandon Cooks via trade. Playing with Dak Prescott might be intriguing to Hopkins too. And again, Hopkins has already spoke about how much he enjoys the state of Texas. End quote. Now, I'm sure all that really, you know, it it all makes sense to on the surface, right? I I can't deny that. And I don't don't want to discredit what what Nick is writing here. But if we're so sure that the Dallas Cowboys are going to kick the tires on any playmaker available, I want you to guess real quick how many skill position players the Cowboys added this offseason via trade or free agency. I'm going to give you about three seconds, which in a podcast format is actually going to feel like a long time. So I'm going to give you three seconds to guess. All right. That was about three seconds. The number is two. So if you guessed any more than two. So, again, this is a team that we're talking about. We're sure is going to kick the tires on any skill position players. They added two this offseason. The Dallas Cowboys added receiver Brandon Cooks in a trade with the Houston Texans, and then they added running back Ronald Jones II in free agency. That's it. Now, Cooks has actually done all right for the most part for the last few years, despite wasting away on the Houston Texans roster. But Jones had a t- had a total of 18 touches in Kansas City last year, the same team that gave undrafted running back Isaiah Pacheco a feature role in their offense. His rookie season gave Rojo 18 touches in his uh, one year there. So that's not good right now in the NFL draft. 
Dallas did draft tight end Luke Schoonmaker, who is going to combine with second-year tight end Jake Ferguson to try to replace Dalton Schultz. Good luck to you. Uh, Dalton Schultz, now a part of the Texans. And they drafted running back Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round and wide receiver Jalen Brooks in the seventh. But that's it. And, and none of those guys you expect, right? I mean, look, people surprise you every single year, but none of those guys you would expect to come right out the gates and just be impact playmakers. Meanwhile, Schultz basically led a purging of skill position players that fled Dallas. Some of them weren't marquee names, right? Like Noah Brown, the wide receiver. He goes to the Houston Texans. Not a marquee name, but he knows the team. He knows the system. He knows the quarterback. Running back Ezekiel Elliott is out. Receiver T.Y. Helton is gone. Tight end Ian Bunting. They're also free agents, right? That's not all. Kellen Moore is out as the offensive coordinator. And while the team is apparently going to rely on Tony Pollard to be their number one running back who just fractured his fibula in January, I'm glad that he's on track to be back for opening week. But again, he just suffered a fractured fibula in January. His running back coach that has helped him rise to prominence, Skip Pete, he's in Tampa. He's gone too. So it looks to me, from the outside looking in, that Jerry Jones is basically telling Coach Mike McCarthy and quarterback Dak Prescott, it's time to put up or get out. Like Dak Prescott's contract is coming to a point where the Cowboys can get out of it or it's going to expire in a couple of years. Mike McCarthy is certainly on the hot seat. Uh, so contrary to what Nick is thinking in his NFL.com column, I think the Cowboys have done very little to improve the weapons around Dak. And I think they haven't done a great job replacing the ones that have left all while pushing out the offensive coordinator, pushing out the running back coach. And to me, it signals that the Dallas Cowboys may be more looking at a potential reboot than anything else. And what does DeAndre want more than anything else? Well, in his own words, quote, what I want is stable management upstairs. I think that's something that I haven't really had the last couple, the past couple of years of my career from Houston to being in Arizona. I've been through three to four GMs in my career, a QB who loves the game, a QB who brings everybody on board with him, pushes not just himself, but people around him. I don't need a great QB. I've done it with subpar QBs, just a QB who loves the game like I do, and a great defense. I think defense wins championships. For me, that's it. Great management, a QB who loves the game, and a great defense. End quote. That's what DeAndre Hopkins said recently on a podcast. Jerry Jones might be the most stable GM in the National Football League because he's also the owner and he's not firing himself, right? But the situation in Dallas is far far from stable. And while I'm not going to go as far as a question, Dak's love of the game, passion, all that stuff. We've seen plenty of times where Dak shrinks in the spotlight, the brightest spotlights doesn't come with the necessary intensity and competitive intelligence that Hopkins is asking for. And yes, the Dallas Cowboys do have the fifth ranked scoring defense in the NFL last year. Uh, but it would appear that's the only thing that Dallas has that Hopkins really wants is that great defense. One out of three to me, that's pretty bad. So I don't think Dallas is going to be happening. So if I'm right, which uh, I wasn't when, like a lot of people, I said J.J. Watt was going to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers when he left the Houston Texans. Instead, he chose Arizona. But if I'm right this time, then Washington won't see DeAndre Hopkins twice this year as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. And that is great news because, again, that would be the worst case scenario. And again, you're already winning by DeAndre Hopkins leaving the Cardinals because you don't have to see him opening week. Now you don't want to see him twice this season as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. So where would the best location for DeAndre Hopkins be to land for the Washington Commanders? Again, this isn't necessarily for D-Hop, although I am going to get into what I think is the best for DeAndre Hopkins. But more importantly, what is the best option for the Washington Commanders for DeAndre Hopkins? That is where uh, I'm going to talk about next and where I ultimately think he actually lands. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. <laughs> Nobody expects the Washington Commanders to make a run at DeAndre Hopkins. There are several possibilities 
that would impact the commanders if he ended up with them. Of the seven options presented by NFL.com's Nick Shook, we've already done one. The worst case scenario for Washington, and I've already told you why I don't think he ends up as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to wrap up that conversation on today's episode. Tomorrow, we've got our weekly mailbag episode dropping on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. A little bit earlier again on audio. So if you've got questions that you want to submit for that, drop them down in the comment section. Hit me up on Twitter at dharrison82 or go direct with me via joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders every dares. I look forward to seeing you there tomorrow. Now let's look at the best case scenario and the most likely scenario in my opinion. And I'm going to save the best for last. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you where I think he most likely ends up. Right. And basically it's where I would tell Deandre to go. And of the options, I would tell him to go to Kansas city. I mean, it might be low hanging fruit, but it's low hanging fruit for a reason. Again, Let's look at the three things that DeAndre Hopkins says that he wants in his own words on that podcast. It was a players only podcast. He wants great management. He wants a quarterback who loves the game just like he does. And he wants a great defense. I don't think anybody's going to argue here that of all the NFL teams, think about all the NFL teams out there who has probably the most stable operation in the entire NFL these days, probably the Kansas city chiefs, right? Patrick Mahomes certainly, I think, checks off the passion and the toughness columns that DeAndre Hopkins is looking for. A very electric uh, type of player. Never gives up on a play. Never gives up on a game, right? What about the defense? So that is where you would probably say, okay, but the Chiefs don't have a great defense. Well, in 2022, the Chiefs had the 16th ranked scoring defense in the league, allowing 21.7 points per game. Not the greatest, right? Certainly not the fifth best like the Dallas Cowboys had, but... There's an interesting stat that I found while I was kind of doing research for this episode. The Chiefs defense gave up an average of 220.9 yards passing per game, 18th in the NFL. That's not great again, right? So that doesn't really prove the point, but they only gave up 6.07 yards per pass play. That was sixth best in the National Football League. That's a very big gap, right? 18th ranked in passing yards total, but sixth ranked in passing yards per play which is pretty close to great. So I went ahead and did some math and those averages mean that on average teams would have to run 37 passes per game in order to hit that number. So again, you're giving up 6.07 yards per pass play to hit 220.9 yards per game. Your opponent would have to throw an average of 37 passes per game. Only four quarterbacks in the NFL last year threw at a pace of 37 passes per game in 2022. Those four quarterbacks were Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, which he's on your team, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady. So what that means or what that tells me is your defense in Kansas City, because of the offensive scoring and because of their, their, their own ability, they're forcing teams to throw the ball as much as some of the best quarterbacks in the game today throw on a week-in, week-out basis. So they're forcing, I don't know, Justin Fields to throw the ball as much as Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. They're forcing Jordan Love when he when he starts with the Green Bay Packers. Like That's what the Kansas City Chiefs, whether it's just the defense, whether it's because of the offensive firepower, whatever the reason is, that's what opposing teams are having to do, is throw the ball at a pace that some of the best quarterbacks uh, or up-and-coming quarterbacks in the league today pass the ball at. So that's pretty darn good. Like that's a pretty good measurement, right? Like you're going to have a lot of total yards given up when you're thrown on 40 times a game. So that's to be expected. But the fact that you have the sixth best pass defense and yards per pass allowed, 
when you're thrown against that many times, that's pretty impressive. So I tell D hop to go to Kansas city. The chiefs only have about a million dollars in salary cap space right now. That's not very good, but according to over the cap, they can do some simple restructures. I looked at guard Joe Tooney and I looked at tight end Travis Kelsey. And if they do simple restructures on both those contracts, again, according to over the cap, they free up over $15 million alone, just those two guys. And we've discussed this on other episodes. So every day you've already heard this, but for those of you who don't know, simple restructures, it's not a pay cut. Usually, in fact, all I would say all the time, Tooney and Kelsey in this case are actually going to get more money up front. Like they're going to cut a fat check in what in converted bonuses. And then they'll add Hopkins to Kelsey, Kadarius, Tony, Sky Moore. I know you have Patrick Mahomes and go for another Super Bowl ring. I mean, I would do it. I think it's an easy decision. If the Chiefs are willing to restructure the deals to free up the money to bring you on and you're DeAndre Hopkins, I think that's a slam dunk option uh, to me for, for the Kansas City Chiefs for, for DeAndre Hopkins to join that roster. Now, the good news for Washington is they don't play the Chiefs this season. So if you see the Chiefs, it's going to be in the Super Bowl. And yeah, it would be pretty rough to face Patrick Mahomes and DeAndre Hopkins in the Super Bowl. But you're in the Super Bowl. Like that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good season scenario. So it has a as a mostly a zero pack impact, especially on the regular season. But really, with opening weekend against Colt McCoy and the Cardinals now without DeAndre Hopkins, again, anything outside the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, or New York Giants, which I'm not seeing any smoke around the Eagles or Giants outside of a few fans who want to see uh, their team sign this guy. It's a net gain for the commanders. If you get DeAndre Hopkins off your schedule altogether, that is a gain. Uh, plus, the Chiefs play the Eagles, they play the Lions, and they play the Vikings. So they could help the Washington Commanders gain some playoff ground on any of those teams potentially. But that's not the best case scenario. That's the scenario I would tell DeAndre Hopkins to go for. What's the best case scenario for Hopkins and to land in? And again, this isn't the best case scenario for DeAndre. I think the best case scenario for DeAndre is Kansas City. But what's the best case scenario for DeAndre for the Commanders? Well, that would be somewhere with a team that the commanders don't face in the regular season, isn't likely to see him in the postseason, but his presence in Washington or there can make Washington better. That's, that's the key. That's the Baltimore Ravens. Why? Because while the Washington commanders are playing their annual preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens, they're also doing joint practices this year. So that means if DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Baltimore Ravens, which he has recently on a podcast shed praise on Lamar Jackson and said, why wouldn't I want to go play for a guy like that? You have Odell Beckham Jr. there. Imagine having Odell Beckham Jr. And you have DeAndre Hopkins on your team. That's insanity. And then you have Lamar Jackson. That's, that's just craziness, right? But if the Washington Commanders go to Baltimore for those couple days of joint practices, they're going to be going up. Benjamin St. Juice, Emmanuel Forbes, Quan Martin, Percy Butler, Cameron Curl, Derek Forrest, Kendall Fuller, all these guys. They're going to be going up against Odell Beckham Jr. They're going to be going up against DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Jackson. That is iron sharpening iron. That is how the Baltimore Ravens make you better. That's how DeAndre Hopkins makes you better while signing with the team that you're not going to play in the regular season. You're not going to play him in the playoffs. Again, if you ever see the Baltimore Ravens again this year, it's going to be in the Super Bowl. And yeah, it would be tough to face Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the Super Bowl. But you're in the Super Bowl, man. Like that, nothing about that is bad, right? And then in addition to it, the Ravens face potential NFC playoff contenders like the Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, and the San Francisco 49ers. Plus, for DeAndre here, that is how you sweeten the pot for DeAndre. They play the Texans and the Cardinals. So DeAndre could help Washington in practice. He could help them by defeating NFC teams, and he would get to face both of his former teams. So 
the only thing they're really missing is some of that stability. They've got a new offense coordinator and, and doing all these things. Um, the defense, I don't know if they're great. They're they're solid, sure enough. You know what I mean? Uh, Coach Harbaugh certainly has a good good reputation on on his head, but it's a good situation. Baltimore is a good situation. Kansas City is a good situation. I know Buffalo is another team that has been rumored out there, but Buffalo doesn't bring quite the umph uh, to the Washington Commanders situation as either Baltimore or Kansas City does. So that's basically my breakdown of the DeAndre Hopkins situation, how it pertains to the Washington Commanders. Coming up tomorrow, we've got our weekly mailbag episode. That's going to be dropping at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So make sure you come back for that. If you have questions to submit for future mailbag episodes, just throw them into the YouTube comments on Twitter or email me at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or via subtext. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day, every day, every dares. Thank you, as always, for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. And remember, you can continue the conversation with me over at JoinSubtext.com slash LockedOnCommanders. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. And if you have anything else Washington Commanders related you want to know or you want to discuss, make sure you follow me on Twitter at dharrison. 82. Until we speak again, be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.